0: What if someone told you that you could learn the secret to happiness or success? Maybe you have an interest in mental health or the unknown or even the desire to communicate with the dead. These are the real stories and encounters from the real people on Behind the Story with Chuck Talk. And here's your host, Chuck Talk. Hello, 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 hey. So this is what's on my mind today. I don't know. I Maybe mean, it's gonna be on my mind every other day too. But I just returned from a a seminar on behavior and culture. Culture inclusivity. So you know, trying to be inclusive of everyone. But sitting through that seminar, I started to think, well, this is not like a a culture ad or culture inclusiveness or anything like that because they were talking about behaviors and culture or fitting people into an existing culture already. So it was great from a standpoint of, if you're an employee or an employer and you've got a business and things like that, and you want people to be able to fit within that culture, but it really wasn't an, an inclusiveness because Still, I think, I thought that it really possibly could alienate people because you are still trying to fit them into your culture. Anyhow, that's what's on my mind. But hey, today's guest, Ellie Sheffy, is a speaker, a strategist, a consultant, a corporate trainer, and a number one best-selling author. She's fantastic, and she's going to really talk about how to motivate yourself and how to be the best person you can, and how to succeed. So, without further ado, let's get right into it. So, things are really casual today because it's just a casual day for me every day.
1: Amazing.
0: (laughs) And I want to make sure that I'm pronouncing it right. Ellie Sheffy?
1: That's perfect.
0: Ellie, thanks for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: You are a master of so many things. You're a a speaker, you're a strategist, you're a, a coach, you're here to empower folks.
1: So I have a nonprofit that works with high schoolers and to really empower them. And my clients, because I work with authors and speakers and leaders, who are looking to tell their story or launch, pivot, diversify and scale, they tend to be a little bit more established.
0: Okay. Okay. And we might as well get it right out your website is just Ellie Sheffi. E-L-L-I-E-S-H-E-F-I dot com, right?
1: Make it easy for people. Ellie Sheffy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it is Very informative, and very helpful. And you have a lot of praise as far as what you and your organization do for people. So can we start by finding out a little bit about you and your background, how you were raised? Absolutely.
1: So we'll, we'll start with a little bit of the accolades and then give you the reality of how I got there. So you kind of touched on some of them, but to the outside world, I am an attorney, I'm the staff attorney to a federal judge, and I have been for 20 years. I'm the dean of a law school and the former dean of a school of criminology and criminal justice. I'm a number one international best-selling author and speaker and consultant and strategist and coach and mentor and media host myself, I have a TV show and a podcast and an expert YouTube series. I'm a publisher. So I help people write and publish their books. And of course I have my nonprofit and so many other things. And so people see the accolades or they see the, the you know litany of awards and all of that. And they think I must have had this amazing childhood or this amazing life. And the reality is that I'm also an abuse survivor a rape survivor, and a domestic violence survivor who's actually lived in hiding. I've been homeless. I've lived in my car. I've eaten the food restaurants were throwing away at the end of the night. I am a cancer survivor and a medical miracle who's been hearing, you'll be dead by, since they first told me I'd be dead by Christmas of 2000. And I continued to hear that all the way through my cancer journey in 2019. And so... It hasn't always been easy, <laughs> and there have been a lot of twists and turns and a lot of fires I've had to crawl, claw, and scratch my way through to develop the mindset, to develop the tools, to develop the resilience to be able to create the life that I have created.
0: You don't look more than 28 years old, and you've, you've already experienced so much and done so much in life
1: yeah I mean, I have been through it, and I've got thirty five years in education, thirty years in entrepreneurship, twenty years in law. I'm a master multitasker who is laser focused on really creating impact in this world and and helping people to create the business they love, the life they love, the relationships they love, all the things
0: you know as far as going back to maybe childhood or teen years like you said you, you've had a lot of trials and tribulations and it sounds like at the hands of other people who have caused harm or damage but you seem to have persevered and i want to know what was it was there a secret make-believe friend that you know kept pushing you to go forward don't stop just well, yes.
1: just My secret sauce was actually a late-night infomercial from Tony Robbins that I happened to stumble across when I was 10 years old. And so I remember, and Tony's not actually that much older than I am, so, you know, I may have been 10, but he was in his (laughs) 20s. And I just remember listening intently to that infomercial that I happened to catch And I remember certain things that he said, and he's iterated them along the way. But back then he said, life happens for you, not to you. He said, change your story, change your life. He said, listen and associate yourself with successful people and you too will become successful. Now he says proximity is power, but back then, I have his exact words etched in my brain. (laughs) And he said a a couple of other things. He said, always carry. And remember, this is back, you know, in the 80s. Always carry a hundred dollar bill with you because and don't spend it because when you carry a hundred dollar bill with you, then you will always operate from a position of abundance. You will operate from a position of confidence. You will operate from a certainty that if something went wonky, if the stuff hit the fan, you had a way out. You had a way to call a tow truck. You had a way to get a taxi. Never remember, you know, it's in the 80s. So $100 doesn't go that far today. But I remember him saying that. And so I made it my mission to skimp and save and babysit and all the things, anything I could do to get $100. And then I had it turn into a $100 bill and I didn't spend it. He also said the importance of setting daily goals, weekly goals, monthly goals, quarterly goals, you know, and so on. And to actually write them down on a piece of paper. And then when you accomplish it, you physically cross it off the paper. You celebrate and then you add another goal to your list so that you're always focusing on progress mm-hmm. and momentum and movement.
0: Can I ask you something about that as far as the setting of the goals? First, I want to backtrack and say that the $100 deal it sounds like something about being, make, being and making sure that you are prepared for whatever may happen. So like I said, $100 back in the 80s, Might have been worth $98 today's worth (laughs) 57 cents. (laughs) But as far as setting goals, you know, oftentimes you hear whether it be people or managers, corporations tell individuals or have groups set goals, but then they are such lofty goals that they are almost unattainable. And I've always thought that that was the wrong way to pursue or set goals because you don't want to struggle to reach it because then a lot of people end up giving up. So, did you set your goals at? Obviously, they were attainable, um, but you know, was it set really high, really well, low, someplace in the middle? How did you go about setting those goals? That's
1: quarters? the beauty of what Tony was teaching: is that you set that goal for five years, or two years, or a year, and a goal for the quarter, and like, and a goal for the week, the month, and a goal for the week you break it down, you back into the things that you want. So it gets you in the habit of what can I do right now to move the needle in the direction of my ultimate dream, of my ultimate goal. So he likes to say that people often overestimate what they can accomplish in a day or a week, but they underestimate what they can accomplish in a year or five years. So we think, you know, so many of us, we think, oh, I'm going to do these five things today. And oh, this will only take me 20 minutes. And two hours later, you're still cleaning the house, right? It's it's not, oh, I'm just going to clean the bathroom. It'll be 15 minutes. No, now you're scrubbing it with a toothbrush and, and your whole day is gone. And so we tend to overestimate what we... Can get done in a short time but we underestimate what we can get done in a longer period as long as we're taking those steps as long as we're moving the needle every day in the direction toward our ultimate goals and dreams then we can't help but make progress we can't help but get closer to it and eventually if you keep moving the needle if you keep making progress at some point you're going to achieve it
0: Wow, that's a great way of, of thinking about it and looking at it. I never thought about it that way personally because I always thought, you know, oftentimes we we might set goals and we may not tell people, so their personal type of goals or business situation. But I think we all like to have accolades or a pat on the back and that helps propel, like you said, it moves the needle forward. But I never heard anyone say it the way you did, the way that Tony did.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's, now we
0: know how and why you started that progress of moving forward.
1: Yeah, and it's something that I've continued even to this day. And, you know, back as a child, it was little itty-bitty things. Like, I want, I want to see this particular movie. I want to rent this movie from Blockbuster, you know, back in the day. I want to buy this CD or this tape. So it started as those kind of things, these things that were just a couple of dollars. But in order for me to get it, I had to babysit, I had to choreograph, I had to to mentor and tutor, I had to get resourceful. Cuz here's the reality, it's never about resources, it's always about resourcefulness. So So many of us get caught in the, oh, here's my ultimate goal, but I don't know how I'm going to get there, or I don't have the money, I don't have the talent, I don't have the education, I don't have the skills, blah, blah, blah. We focus on the things that we don't have. Instead of being resourceful, who do I know? How can I get it? When we switch to a how, how can I get the skills I need? How can I... Meet the people that can help me. How can I learn what I need to learn? How can I generate the revenue I need to generate? How can I leaves a possibility? And when we focus on being resourceful, then we make more progress.
0: You know, I was watching a movie last night or a um, a series, and I can't remember which streaming channel it was on, but it was Tokyo Vice, and the the character is walking, walking and saying, I need a deadline. I can't reach that deadline. I don't know who, nobody's talking to me. And the, the editor said, stop walking,
1: <laughs> think.
0: Who can help you? And that's exactly what you're saying is stop, think, be resourceful.
1: Yep. It's not so much about the how. It's very often about the who. Who can help <laughs> me? Who might know someone that can help me? Who might know someone that has the resources that I need? Who might be able to introduce me to a group or someone else? You mentioned earlier, so often we set goals and we don't share them. The graveyard is full of people who didn't share their dreams, who didn't share their goals. So sharing our goals and our dreams is critical. It's absolutely crucial. You need the accountability. You need the support. You need to make it real. If you're not sharing it, it's nothing but a wish. It's not a goal. It's just a wish.
0: You're so right about that. As far as if you share it, it helps you become more accountable because now somebody else knows. And they may say to you, did you do? Have you accomplished? What have you done today? Or whatever it might be. So that's really good to share things.
1: Yes. Yeah, and not only can they hold you accountable by asking, but we don't look, like to look like an idiot. We don't like to look like, like we failed. We don't like to look like we quit. So when we share with someone else, even if they're not necessarily following up with us, we know, uh-oh, we don't want to end up with an egg on our face. So it intrinsically motivates us to make it happen or to at least make progress. So that... When, when someone asks us, oh, how's it going, you don't have to say, well, I quit, oh, I didn't do anything, oh, it didn't work out. None of us want to say that. So there's, there's a lot of benefit to, to sharing your hopes and dreams and goals and aspirations with others.
0: So true. And then you also mentioned about writing things down, you know, your goals and then crossing them off. And I always thought that seeing it physically written down really helps. And even though we're in the age of digital and technology, I personally find it somehow easier to follow and track if it's on pen, if it's on paper, more so than the, the digital device. I don't know why that is. Have you heard that before? Oh, yeah. There's,
1: there's science behind it. So the more we involve our physiology, the more real it becomes, the more integrated it becomes. And so there's actual science behind it. You know, it's when you physically write it down with your hands, you are involving your physiology. It's kinesthetic, you're touching it, you're engaged, actively engaged in the activity. What makes it even more effective then is if you speak it out loud while you're writing it, or if you write it and then read it out loud, because again, then you're using your mouth, which is kinesthetic, you're using your hand to write it, you're using your eyes visual to read it, you are using your ears to hear what you are speaking. It becomes a total sensory experience, which has physiological and biochemical reactions and responses. So it makes it, it's kind of like, if you just watch something in 2D versus 5D, (laughs) it's a very different experience. You will, you'll notice in, in, you know, 4D, 5D, high def, Dolby surround sound, you will feel the vibrations of the explosion or you know the fireworks you'll feel the elephant herd tramping across you know the 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 plains you'll feel it in your body and experience it very very differently than if you're watching the same thing but it's you know uh, on an old boob tube and, and there's no surround sound and the picture's bad and the sound is bad. It's a very different experience.
0: You must love movies. I say that because, you know, it, you're, you're so right. It, given the option of going to a movie theater that has just your movie screen and the way the sound was 30 years ago, you know, just not the surround sound or going to something that has a Dol- dolby surround sound we all go to the dolby surround sound or that's what we want and that's why we've all bought these home theater systems in our homes is to be i like to use the word immersed yeah. so part of the kinetics and all, all that stuff you're, you're you're engaged and you're immersed and it just helps
1: yeah it makes um, a big difference
0: it does it does so without losing track of what we're doing here we also want to really talk about what your organization does and can do for for people professionals you know people who are professionals right now or people who are maybe making a change we've heard so many people making change during and i don't know if i can even say for post pandemic probably not but you know during this time there's been so much change in society which affects change on each individual on a certain level and you and your organization help people with that direction where what to do for the next step how to strategize right
1: absolutely so you know during the pandemic we saw so many pivots we saw industries changing we saw the whole world change and go and into lockdown things you know pivot to to online we saw schools shut and and people now homeschooling and having to work, That they're homeschooling, they're working from home, their spouse is working from home, they didn't even have a home office, they weren't set up, so we've seen all of this, so it, it has been an absolute joy for me to help people navigate through that, they come to me when they want to get clarity, what can I do if they want to start a business, they come to me, what problem can I solve, who can I help, how do I launch my business. If they had a business and they need help pivoting or diversifying, they come to me for strategies on that. And then of course, we've seen significant influence on mental health, emotional health, physical health throughout the pandemic. And so I, I have a program for women called You Are Not Your Scars. I have another program free by design. So a lot of people have come to me to help navigate how to help navigate their experience of the pandemic and some of the challenges that they've been facing I mean you've heard some of mine so they know that I can help them navigate what they're going through and come out aligned and clear and focused on their dreams and what they want to build and then actually have an action plan a clear action plan of easy to implement things that they can do, steps that they can take to turn their dreams into reality, to be able to move that needle. I've also helped a lot of people during the pandemic, and I continue to do so, to write their books, to tell their stories, to tell their stories in books, on on stages, craft a signature talk, and get in front of the media. So one of the things that we got to experience during the Great Reset, this pause where we were all sent to our homes on a two-year time out, was it gave people a lot of time to really introspect and to reflect on their life, how they were living it, what they really want, what they desire, what they value, what they prioritize. All of a sudden, some of the priorities shifted, and so I, I firmly believe that every single person has a story to tell. Every single person has a message that matters that can help someone else, and so I love, 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 love to help people cultivate their story, find their voice, stand in their power, and get their message and their story out into the world. So lots of different ways the pandemic has kept me very very busy and i absolutely love getting to journey alongside authors and speakers and entrepreneurs and leaders and women who are navigating their past and really desire to be set free i love it i love it so much
0: we could say it's the first time meeting and i, I, I can tell that you have a lot of experiences to share and shared experiences i think is one of those things where it's whatever the common bond is that you have with somebody really helps that other person who's seeking to do something realize that it is possible and just the short bit about hearing you know what you went through i think i can safely say that you would resonate with Ninety-nine percent of the population out there. So, if the folks that are listening and watching, if you didn't hear at the very beginning, you can go to Ellie's website, and it's, she's made it really easy.
1: EllieSheffi <laughs> dot com and Ellie Sheffy on all social media, so you can connect or, or follow me or send me a message there. But EllieSheffi dot com is the the uh, one-stop shop. You
0: have a staff of people as well right it's not just you
1: i do and i love that i love being able to give people opportunities to live the life that they love so not only my clients but how amazing that because of my clients i am able to hire an incredible staff they're working the hours they love they're working in a job that they love they're doing work that they love and they're helping clients that they love. So, you know, it's this unbelievable ripple effect of people getting to intentionally live with with purpose, with passion, with clarity, in in service, and to build the life that they desire. It's amazing.
0: Have you come across anything that's been common as far as what types of difficulties people are are having whether it be in life or in in business
1: absolutely so in i i think especially in this last two years people are really experiencing their anxiety that they're, they're anxious they're uncertain they're fearful they're overwhelmed they're tired they're tired of the uncertainty and the anxiety and the overwhelm they're they're tired of having to be everything to everyone they're tired of being that duck that is their little feet are swimming as fast as they can possibly swim they're tired of not having time and space for self-care or connection so whether that's tired and overwhelmed and just over it at this point just over it in a business sense in a personal sense in a relationship sense you know i think that's that's pretty universal throughout the the last two years
0: yeah have you found maybe one or two things that can help people move past that i i don't know do we call it doubt or you know self-doubt or what do we what do we call this where where people right now are they they really just seem like they're they're in general Mm -hmm. and not not focused not motivated
1: and that's because they're focusing on the external when you give your power away by focusing on the external feel hopeless right they the reality is that we cannot control the economy we cannot control whether there's a war going on here or anywhere else we cannot control government restrictions or supply chain shortages or manufacturing or or the pandemic or any of that so when you focus on all the things you can't control you're going to go down that rabbit hole of feeling overwhelmed, anxious, fearful, uncertain, like like you're going to feel resignation, like, well, it doesn't matter what I do because I don't have any control over that. If, however, you go back to our good friend Tony Robbins and you change your story, it'll change your life. So what Tony means by change your story, change your life is words have power. And the words that we use are actually more powerful than the experiences themselves. The words create the experiences. So we see that if, if someone says, hey, Chuck, how are you? And you say, oh, I'm so tired. I, oh, my God, like I have to do this and this and this and this and this today. And I don't know how I'm going to get it done. And, you know, I, I've been running nonstop for three weeks. And, you know, I just need to sleep. If that's how you answer, you'll notice your heart rate elevates, your breathing gets more shallow, you feel more anxious, there's a weight on your chest, you feel more out of control. Conversely, if someone says, hey Chuck, how are you?" and you say, I'm doing amazing. Today is the best day of my life. Again, I am so excited. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping. I've got a roof over my head. I just had an amazing lunch, whatever the case may be. If you're answering from that perspective, you don't have any of those other responses. Your heart rate didn't elevate. Your breathing didn't get more shallow. You feel light and joyful. And so There are biochemical physiological responses that happen to our, within our bodies from the language that we're using. So when Tony says, change your story, change your life, what he's talking about is use empowering language. Keep an empowering perspective. I promise you, whatever you're going through, someone somewhere in the world has it worse. So there's there's always a way to keep an empowering perspective. And yeah. it's live in gratitude. Be grateful for what you do have. Where focus goes, energy flows. And so if we focus on the negative, that's what we're going to find. If we focus on the positive, if we focus on gratitude, we're going to find that too. And it, it's not just you know rainbows and unicorns and wishful thinking. So if I were to ask you, Everyone out there listening, if I were to tell you right now, look around the room that you're sitting in. Look for everything that's red. What do you see that's red? And then you look around, you've noticed all the things that were red. Now tell me what was...
0: Here's it's crazy. I'm doing what you just said, and I, I finally just noticed, oh, I, I, I see a couple things that are red. My blue is well, this is kind of a navy blue shirt.
1: <laughs> but notice how where focus goes, the energy flows. When I directed you to look for red, you looked for red. You found red. When mm-hmm. I said, no, what was blue? You couldn't just answer because you were looking for the red. The blue things were still there. It's not... They didn't just magically poof appear. So just like... The bad things are always there and available. The good things are always there and available. It's training yourself to look for the blue, not the red.
0: You know, I want to add to that because you're really getting me to open my eyes and my mind to certain things. And as far as, you know, you're saying, well, change the story, change the narrative. If somebody asks you something and you're like, it was just so terrible this morning, blah, blah, blah. And then if you ask them to say, well, say something positive, something good. I can't. It's too difficult. No, it's not. It's the, this is going to sound weird. It's just a word. But as you're saying, words have power and meaning behind it. So it's kind of like if you're saying it was a terrible morning, you're affirming and reaffirming. And then that's your emotion is going to go that way. Yeah, You're
1: going to
0: you, recreate it. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to saying, You know, how much more difficult is it to say it was a pretty good morning than it was a terrible morning? It's just as easy. So follow that narrative, change that story to, you know what?
1: It was a pretty good morning. Try it. You have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. Try it for 30 days to focus on, to watch the language that comes out of your mouth, to watch your focus. Focus on what's right in your life. Focus on what you have. Focus on things to be grateful for. Focus on the things that feel good. Focus on them. It doesn't mean that the other stuff doesn't exist, but the magnitude and the experience of those negative things will diminish when you're focusing on the positive. And here's a really, really easy thing that all of you can implement. So many of us say, I have to do this. Oh, I have to go to the bank, I have to clean the house, I have to do laundry. How about I get to clean the house, I get to do laundry, I get to go run those errands.
0: Yes, and what I've always or lived with for many, many years is if you say can't, in the word can't is can, so you can do it, so it's shorter Which means it's an easier path to getting to be able to do what you want to do. Yeah. (laughs) And, and you know, the other thing, too, is we've all heard this about saying hi to people. If you have nothing, if you absolutely say, I have nothing to look forward to, nothing is good. Well, why don't you make somebody else feel good by saying hi to them? Say it to one person. They're going to go, hey wow that person was nice and then guess what you're gonna feel like i did something nice so i don't know i just had to throw that out there because again spreading the kindness spreading the word making oneself feel good and making other feel good as well i I think is important right now and it can help you on your path to whatever it is that you're trying to achieve or attain
1: Absolutely. I mean, when you're going down the rabbit hole of Negative Nelly and Pity Party, one of the fastest, easiest ways to get out of the rabbit hole is to serve someone else. So if you are feeling completely down in the dumps, ask yourself, who can I help? Who can I serve? How can I serve today? And maybe serving is a smile. Maybe Mm -hmm. serving is hello. Maybe serving is simply sending a text message to someone that says, hey, have a great day, or thinking of you. That little bit of service gets you outside of yourself. And if you want to know the science behind it, when you get outside of yourself, it is a pattern interrupt. And it's like flipping the circuit breaker. And when you have that pattern interrupt, it's a momentary reset that allows your biochemistry to change which will get you out of the rabbit hole. So there there is science behind all of this stuff. I know we used to think that it was just like woo woo wishful thinking and now, you know, Harvard and Yale and all of these institutions are doing all kinds of studies where they're able to measure the brain and the brain waves and they're able to measure your biochemistry and they're able to measure all these things and so they are seeing that yes in fact service is one of the most profound ways to change your biochemistry
0: and everybody listening and watching thought you were going to be just listening to someone talk about their business and books here you're learning new words kinesthetics kinetics Biophysiology, all that stuff, it's science. Everything that you're saying resonates. And like I said earlier, you will resonate with ninety nine point nine percent, I think, of the population out there. It's you know, it's it's not difficult to do. But I also believe coming back to strategy and knowing what to do and where to go, that's where you yourself and your organization can be very, very helpful because it sometimes it takes a team to help you get to where you want to go uh, there are times that you can't do it on your own so i think that's where people need to go and seek you out seek out your organization
1: yeah i mean there's there's no reason to go it alone you don't Mm -hmm. need to reinvent the wheel there's no reason It, it when we feel like oh i have to figure it out myself great you're gonna waste time and money you're gonna increase your frustration. You're going to make way more mistakes. I mean, all championship teams have a coach. All presidents have advisors. All Nobel laureates have advisors. You know, Oprah's got a team. Literally, everybody has a coach and a team. You don't go it alone, nor do you have to.
0: Yeah, and like you were saying earlier, is Use your resources. If you don't yep. have one, here's a resource right here. They are everywhere. Yeah. Right. And
1: make sure that you're aligning with someone who has walked the journey that you are walking and that has achieved what it is that you desire to achieve. So don't just, here, here's a mistake that so many of us make. We think, well, I need to talk to somebody or I I need to share, you know, my hopes and dreams. And then we run and we share it with, you know, the people who haven't done anything or accomplished what we want. And so what do they do? They start being the naysayer. Oh, don't be silly. You can't do that. That's a pipe dream, blah, blah, blah. And they start giving you all, they start projecting all of their own limitations And their own limiting beliefs and their own limiting paradigms all over you. They just vomit it all over you. And then you say, oh, I guess I can't. And you never make your dream a reality. Whereas, share with people that will celebrate and support you. Share, Get into proximity of people doing the things you want to do. People who have walked the path you want to walk. They are the ones that see possibility they are the ones that can say here take my hand let journey alongside me let me help you they are the ones that can say oh no 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 no! don't do that that's a huge landmine like that you do not want to do i tried that and you know spent a hundred thousand dollars and got you know a one percent conversion that's a terrible idea don't do that instead let me show you what worked or you know those are the people that can say oh wait Before you do that one thing, there are these four other steps that you need to do before that in order for that to be effective or efficient or for you to maximize that or succeed in that. So it's absolutely critical when you are getting into proximity with people, you know, you can find the groups on Facebook, you can find the groups on meetups, you can Google. There's a, a million ways to get into proximity. Many of the groups are free. So there's a million ways To get into proximity with like-minded individuals who are on a similar journey, who are further ahead in their journey than you are, and who are guided by a coach who has gotten on the other side and who is there to help you every step of the way. That is how you succeed. How you succeed in business, how you succeed in your relationships, how you succeed in reclaiming your power, standing in your power, finding your voice, creating the life that you love. Get into proximity with those like-minded people further along in the journey. Get a, a coach or a mentor. Be resourceful, stand guard at the gate of your mind. Watch what goes into your brain. Watch what you're feeding it. Are you feeding it positive, uplifting things? Are you feeding it empowering things? things that, are, that you can learn from and use to move the needle in your life? Or are you just feeding it with things to numb out your brain so that you can escape things that you feel, you know, out of control? So it's so important, sand guard at the gate of your mind. Take back your power. Control the controllables. Focus on what can I do right now? What can I control?
0: Yeah, remember, yeah. garbage in, garbage out.
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs>
0: and, you know, I'm really, really glad that you said this That you, because oftentimes a lot of people, when you say align yourself or surround yourself or, you know, be around like-minded or who you want to be, people will say, I don't know anyone like that or I can't. They're not here. And it's so fantastic that you mentioned this because it's right there in front of us and we forget. Facebook groups, meetup groups, all of that—it's right there. It's,
1: it's right there, and it's free yeah, usually.
0: Right, and those are like-minded, in which some of them, and they have already taken that path. So there is your opportunity to surround yourself by those those people, and it doesn't mean that you have to be there physically. You know, well, you and I right now we're talking, and. I see you, you see me. It's, a, it's you know, it's a, almost every bit as good as being there in person. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, so thank you very much for saying that. It's right in front of our faces. And I know, me included, we forget. We overlook that because it's such a, a simple thing to overlook because it's right in front.
1: Yeah, it's not about resources. It's about being resourceful. And, you know, Facebook Meetup, there's just Google, there's so many things, so many resources that are available that are free that will put you in a proximity. There's so many resources that are free checklists or e-courses or YouTube videos. Oh my goodness, there are YouTube videos on everything and they're free. So whatever it is that you desire to create or whatever it is that you're navigating, whatever challenge that you are facing, There are ways out and there are free, readily available resources that you can hold on to, that you can use to take one step at a time.
0: I'm going to flip it a little bit because I'm I'm looking behind you and you have several books and looks like an award and stuff like that. Can you explain what you have back there?
1: Yeah, so I have the five books that I wrote during the pandemic. So they're behind me, all five are behind me. My Quilly Award is behind me. That is when I was inducted into the National Academy of Best-Selling Authors. I received a Quilly. It's the writer's version of an Emmy or an Oscar. There's also an award from Forbes Magazine and an award from a publisher, my first publisher that I worked with. I received the Impact Award because I wrote three books in five months. (laughs) So three books in 2020, all specifically designed to serve and to help people navigate the pandemic. And thankfully, they're all still relevant. So, yeah.
0: Wow. They will remain relevant, but let's hope we get over this pandemic thing sooner than later.
1: Yes. So the, the books, the first one, Unlocking Your Superpower, Eight Steps to Turn Your Existing Knowledge into Income, is a step-by-step playbook for how to launch, pivot, diversify, or scale a knowledge or service-based business. So I wrote that because at the beginning of the pandemic, when industries shut down and people lost their jobs, it is a step-by-step playbook on figuring out what kind of business can you launch, What does that look like? What do you need to do? So it walks you through step by step. There's a free downloadable workbook that goes along with it. So that's a book that is designed for you to implement along the way. So even though I wrote it for the, you know, there's always people that want to start a business or scale a business or need to pivot. And so that is a fantastic resource for them
0: before we close out because that is something like you said that's good for yesterday today tomorrow there are people every day who are pivoting or you know making a change whether it be retirement or just a new career because they were laid off or something are there one or two steps that you can quickly let us know how do we make that pivot or how do we start that strategy for something new in business or career wise
1: so the first step which is chapter one in the book is to figure out what do you know what are you really good at and what do you love so literally just make lists everything that that you really truly know Everything that you're super good at and everything that you love, 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 love. Like, I love to teach. I love to serve. I love to help people strategize. I love to help them tell their stories. I mean, you can tell, like, I love, 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 love doing that. So that's what would go in my love column. And then what you're going to do is you're going to look for the intersection. Where are the commonalities in all three categories? When you find the, the intersection of the things that you know, with the things that you're really good at, with the things that you absolutely love to do, that's your superpower, that's your zone of genius. So that's step one. Step two, which is the second chapter in the book, is figuring out, okay, so if this is my superpower, what need in the marketplace can I meet with that? Who? What's the problem I can solve with this superpower that I've identified? And so I walk you through how you can figure out the problem that you can solve. The third step, and these are really the foundational three, the trifecta, so it's chapter three in the book, is who needs it? (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, what do I, you know, what's my superpower? What problem does it solve? And who needs the solution? Like, who's got that problem? Who needs the solution? In other words, who are you serving? Who are your clients? And so that's the first step. And when you're super clear on that, then you can take the next steps as great. Where do I find my clients? How do I connect with them and build a relationship with them? You know, what's my brand going to look like? And so on. But that's the first step. Your superpower, wow. the problem you solve and the people that need, who have that problem, who need your solution.
0: Very, very good advice. And I think, Like I said, the the first three steps like that will help so many people focus on where to go.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the foundation, right? That gives you the clarity and the direction. So, so much of this is about getting clear on the destination, getting clear on the thing that you want. We don't just get in the car and say, well, I don't know. I'm going to drive across the country somewhere. Like you're, you're. You need a GPS. You need The GPS needs to know only two things. Where are you and where do you want to be? And then it can guide you along the way. It can make the decisions, make a right here, make a left here, stop for the night here, get gas here. It can make all those decisions when it knows with, with clarity, where are you going? Yeah, and so yeah. everything is really about getting clear on that destination first. And
0: I really like how you explain it as far as, you know, what you love, what you know, who's it going to help type of thing. But the intersection, because I think so often we look at those as individual things and then we try and then we don't succeed. As an example, I love photography and I like to take pictures of rocks, you know, but who does it serve, you know? where's that intersection of your superpower type of thing? The best way I could think about this is a lot of people do it unintentionally.
1: Yeah, the intersection is key. And so just to make sure everyone's super clear on it, it's the reason why you need the intersection is because it doesn't matter if you are the best person at this one thing that you love. If nobody... Has that problem, if nobody's looking for that solution, you don't have a business. Mm-hmm. You can't, you don't have anything that you can sell to anyone. So it has to be the intersection of what you know, what your skills are, and what you love. Otherwise, you're going to get stuck doing something you hate. So, no. And then, what's the problem that it solves? If it doesn't solve a problem, you, no one's going to pay you for it and who's having the problem, Where those are your clients. So you absolutely need all three parts or you do not have a business and you are gonna flush a lot of money down the drain, chasing a dream, all because you didn't take the time to get clear on those three parts so that you have the trifecta, you've got the clarity, you've got your GPS, This is what my superpower is. This is the problem that I solve. And these are the people who are looking for that solution.
0: Perfect, perfect, perfect. And because of all that, you've gotten the secret sauce to your beginning. And now all you need to do is go to Ellie's website and get a course, take a course, contact her, get set up. And you'll be on your way
1: (laughs) to success. Absolutely. Reach out. I'd love to work with you. I absolutely love to work with people and help them build the business and the life that they desire.
0: Ellie, this has been really informative.
1: Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you very much.